Hey y'all, welcome to the God's Gift Podcast. Um, Glad that you're tuning in. This is the first episode ever. Um, It's exciting. Um, The introduction for today's title is The Introduction to Spiritual Gifts. Um, I'm sure you know, but spiritual gifts are a very hot topic in the church today. Um, There's a lot of conversation of the importance of different gifts, whether or not one indicates more authority in the church than the other. Um, And yeah, I know there's a lot of people struggling, including myself at times, to understand the spiritual gifts and are looking to know which gifts God has given to each of them. And, you know, the name of my podcast, God's Gift Podcast, um, I just have this heavy presence about it you know because it's not just about the spiritual gifts but just everything that God has blessed us with in the world and you know if you're here looking for just a reason to have joy and to give praise to God I think you're in the right place and This isn't just going to be a podcast to talk and tell you what's right and what's wrong, but it's a place that we can reflect with one another, that we can dive into scripture and study what God has for us. And I want to start in 1 Corinthians 12 today, verses 1 through 7. It says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know no one is speaking by the Spirit of God, says Jesus. I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God, says Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. You know, there's a variety of different spiritual gifts. We see that in Paul's writing. In verse 4, he says, there are different kinds of gifts. In Greek, diaris is where the word is different. The word different in that scripture is derived. Diaris translates to a distinction arising from a different distribution distribution of different persons. A distinction arising from a different distribution to different persons. Each gift is different for each different person. They're personal. God chose a specific gift for each individual person. Not because 
one gift is greater than the other, but because God's will is found in each person. And for God's will to be done, our lives are different and we need to have different gifts to suit the callings that he has placed for us. Looking at the Greek, we come closer to understanding Paul's original meaning for this text. And through the meaning of diaris, we do not just get the NIV translation of different gifts, but furthermore, we see Paul telling the church of Corinth that even the same giftings may manifest differently depending on the person. There's only a certain set of gifts that Paul lists later on, but even those individual gifts can be different. They're not limited to one way of doing things because God is beyond limits. And we see in the church these days this, that, you know, in certain Pentecostal churches, if you don't speak in tongues, then you have not been baptized by the Spirit. But speaking in tongues is a gift of the Spirit that is not given to every person, and God does not hold back baptism of the Spirit from everybody, or from anybody. Baptism of the Spirit is a renewal of life, of transformation, dedication to God. And that cannot be held back because once we find new life in Christ, the Spirit enters us. Because Christ died on the cross, God sent his Spirit. Another point is that Paul says that there's a variety of gifts. They are not given a variety of spirits, but one spirit. Each gift may be different, but it's from the same God, the single God, the Trinity, the Spirit. Pneuma is the Greek word for spirit in this passage, and pneuma is found all throughout the New Testament. And it means breath of the nostrils and the mouth. We see that in Genesis as God speaks into life. He pours his breath into creation and forms each of us from his own breath. Numa is the life-giving spirit. It is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. You know, how awesome is it that each person gets these individual giftings from the Spirit? How awesome is it that they're for the, from the same spirit, but they're different, you know? Because I'm not like you and you're not like me. But in the end of the day, we're all called by God to be partners with him in the works of his will. We're in different locations, so we need to speak differently. We need to act differently. 
but it's all out of love. Ministerial callings are not the same for everybody. There are different kinds of service in verse 5. Just as Paul used diaris to describe the varieties in the gifts, he also uses it to explain the types of variety in service. The Greek word that Paul uses for service is diakonia. It's translated to mean those who by the command of God proclaim and promote religion among men. And just like there are a multitude of giftings to be used differently in separate ministries, there is also a need for multiple responses to such ministries. No calling is the same. No calling is greater than another. Not every person is called to the pulpit to speak, to be a pastor of the church, to be a deacon of the church, to be an evangelist. Well, I don't know. I think, in a sense, that's a universal calling, but, you know, I might be wrong about that. But to each of us, we're called to love our neighbors and serve them. And in that, we receive God's love and we know God's love and we share God's love. But when it comes to occupational callings, we may not all be missionaries you know, we may not all be called to faraway places, but maybe to one, their co-worker, to another, their family, to another, their church congregation. But all to promote religion amongst men, all to share God's kingdom, God's love, everlasting with one another. Point three, there are different effects and outcomes of the spiritual gifts. There are different kinds of workings, verse six says, diaris, again. Energio, the Greek word that gets translated to working. It means to affect or to be put to work. Paul is telling the church of Corinth not to fear the effects of the Spirit. It's similar today to like how I mentioned before. Different denominations have certain gifts of the Spirit that are more prominent. You'll see in Pentecostals the speaking of tongues more prominent than other gifts. I'm not going to debate today whether or not they're done fruitfully or maliciously, whether or not they're truthful giftings or just man working. But all to the glory of God, may these gifts be at work. You know, there's a story... I heard 
from a missionary from Africa that came to America. And he's talking about miracles, the gift of miracles. You know, there's more noticeable miracles that happen in Africa. Why? Because they need them. Here in America, we have hospitals, the technology to solve our problems, that we lost the reliance on God. Praise God that we have these availabilities. But without God in our neighboring countries, our faraway countries, Africa, our neighbors, sickness runs rampant and they don't have the technology, the medical advancements, the doctors. So they have to rely on God to heal them. So miracles are seen all the time and God is given praise. Point four. There is just one spirit, one Lord, one God behind the gifts. And he gives them out for the common good. Verse seven says, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The Greek word for give, didomi, has many meanings, all which can be summed as to give one to someone as his own. To give one to someone as his own. The gifts were possessed were owned by God, the Spirit. But he bestowed them and gave them to his children, the Costas. Just dwell on that thought. The God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, so high, so mighty, so holy, and us, his creation, fallen into sin, but so dearly loved by God that still he grants us gifts and receives us into his kingdom. Gifts that are not ours, but God's. He gave them to us. Why? Paul writes, for the common good. The Greek word that's used means to bear and bring together. To carry together. The church is not just meant to sit stagnant with the spiritual gifts, but Paul says, we are called to use them in a way that brings the broken church together. We are to reach, to minister to the unbelievers, to the believers, to the broken, to the despaired, to those that need love, to need to know God. That is the common good. That's what our gifts are for. In the next episode, I'm going to be going over 
the gifts are individually. And as we study the gifts of the Spirit, I hope that you have found this introduction useful. I hope that you ponder on them. I hope you ask questions, that you meditate on God's word, meditate on the gifts of the Spirit. That we seek an understanding with God deeper than before. That we start to see that not just the ways we can share the gospel as gifts, but our friends and our family are waking and sleeping each day. The weather, the environment around us, the opportunities we have, they're all gifts from God. Our lives, each a gift from God, all for the greater good, all for the common good, all that God's will can be done and shown. And let it be known that it's a gift that we get to take part in this, that God has given us grace and love to share his will with us, that our lives themselves, our bodies, our holy temples, and gifts from God. Thanks for joining in. Have a good night.